Jay Crowder was killing him. Oh, man. Looking like Clay Thompson out there. Mm-hmm. Boy was balling. Jay was killing him. He's thinking like, yeah, okay. You got Gordon. Where's Gordon at now, motherfucker? <laughs> I was here. I'm fucking Gordon. Where's Gordon at? Y'all still cheering for him? Where's Gordon at? Uh, like, I'm here now. I'm playing. I'm busting y'all ass. Where's Gordon at? Sitting up there watching me. <laughs> All right, so the Miami Heat topped the Celtics in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals, 117-114 in overtime. Joseph Pavone here alongside Cedric Maxwell. Another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. Man, there's a lot a lot to break down from this Game 1, right? And we could start with the Jason Tatum finish, or I should say the Adebayo block, classic block, probably one of the greatest uh, postseason blocks I've seen. Uh, or we can talk about the Celtics' approach, late game execution. What what stood out to you the most? Like, how did the Celtics get in that situation? I guess is the best way to start this. I mean, it's just up and down. Uh, you know, I think that you really looked at it and you think about it. The Celtics just kind of they were so up and down. First, they were playing really well, and then they hit those lows where they couldn't score the basketball. And then they started up again, and you look and and they really had some pretty good performances. Brad Wanamaker played really well. And where Kimba struggled, Brad played really well during that time. And, uh, you know, Marcus played well. I mean, there was just, and, but the Celtics just seemed so spotty from mm-hmm. time to time, whereas Miami collectively seemed like they threw more at the Celtics. And at the end of the day, Jimmy Butler, he just really imposed his will mm-hmm. on that game. You know, hitting that three, then the Celtics tied up. And then hitting another three, it was yeah. like he, he, Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler. He's the, he's the attitude and the cockiness of that team. Yeah, you know, it's easy to forget that three point play, right? Because man, if he, if he doesn't convert that, Kemba Walker has the game winner. Yeah, and now Kemba Walker is the number one guy, at least in my opinion, who's under scrutiny after Game One because of his performance. Whereas things could have been completely different hadn't. You know, had it not been for for Jimmy Butler down the stretch. Well, even that, you know, how odd that game was. The brilliance again of Marcus Smart comes through. Marcus Smart takes a a dead gets a dead ball foul with the Celtics down by one. Mm-hmm. They hit it, convert it. Now the Celtics have the ball with the opportunity instead of being tied. Trying, they had a chance really to win it out straight. And, to and that game, to me, yeah. that was one of those things that said, okay. I thought the Celtics were just going to really, you know, just key in and they were going to win it. What'd you make of that last possession right, right before the end of regulation? Um, with Tatum? Yeah, with Tatum. I, I, I wanted there to be more ball movement. Just wasn't a lot of ball movement to me. And, and, and that's the, the key. You have to move the ball a lot better. Find opportunities for yourself to get towards the hole where you can get fouled like Jimmy Butler did. I didn't have a big problem with the shot, but I would have wanted Tatum to attack the rim. When you attack the rim like he did when he got the shot blocked, you got an opportunity to get fouled. Or once that defense collapses, and that's we've seen that many times with the Celtics in that particular game, Jay Crowder standing out there by himself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. collapse on the inside, and then they knock down shots. And for a while, it just seemed like they were picking on Kimba. Yeah, like wherever Kimba is, oh, big is, time. That, that's the, that's the, the game plan for defensively, sure. Defensively, we're gonna go right there. Right, we're gonna get Jimmy Butler one on one. We got 
you know, Kimba under the basket with him. Right. Or we're going to get a pick and roll and, and involve. Mm-hmm. That's what they do with that's, – that's one of the things they've been doing over the last couple of years with great players. You think about Cleveland when they beat Golden State. Every play – you could see Curry Steph struggling. Steph, Steph yep. was involved in that play defensively right. almost every time. He was, was either sick. in no man's land or he was on an island trying to guard the ball. Yeah. They had pick and rolls right. to get him. The last shot was a pick and roll situation with Steph versus Kyrie. Right. And it seems it like if you know if you are if you are a suspect at all defensively. In a series like that, you have a target on like, your back. Te- yeah. yeah, teams like Miami, right. even the Celtics are going to pick on you. Right. They're going to pick on you till you feel till you can, uh, you know, man up in that position. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like so many times when Drage she just went to the basket. He he was just attacking the rim, and Kimba can't get outscored by Drajic like that. Yeah, because he's running through walls trying to get to him. Yeah, you know, yeah. the screening has completely. Uh, that's completely rattled Kemba, I think. And it's it's a direct correlation to his offense. I think he's running out of energy. I think by the time he's on the offensive end and he's thinking, oh, it's cardiac Kemba time, the Miami Heat are making him work even harder on, on that end as well, you know? And yeah, I think that I mean, he, I mean, he, tried was... to, he tried to to sort of, you know, take... Take care. Uh, take the team on his on his back, and it just wasn't wasn't that kind well, of. Well, there was no place for him to go. They set a pick, and now you have one man that Kemba had to beat. Then he had another line of defense set in the background, and then that's when a guy like Gordon Haywood would be so good for you because right. he gives you another option that you have to guard on the perimeter. Not only and that, but it's, the ball will start swinging. Yeah, more. you'll so see more swing, ball yeah, movement. Yeah, yeah. swinging a lot better. Right. Yeah. But back to Jason Tatum, though. My thing is, I think I'm completely. I agree with you, right? I, I think he was worried about that too much. That if he goes inside, they're going to collapse on him, and he has to kick it out. I think Tatum wants that moment. Tatum didn't want to give that ball up. Tatum wanted to make that shot. I really believe that, and well, that's good. I like that. I like that confidence. Prime time players, man. Exactly. They want the ball, and you that's want. What, that's and, what we've been saying all year, you, right? And you want them to have the ball. I mean, how many times have people been mad with LeBron James when he didn't take the shot mm-hmm. and he deferred and passed it to somebody Early else? Early LeBron. Who, people who, forget. Somebody yeah. else who had a better shot. Yep. But, and that was a great basketball player, but your natural instincts as a, as a leader, as a star in this league, is to take that shot. Exactly. Who does he, who's his role model? His role model was Kobe. When do we know Kobe to be passing? Kobe I mean, takes one, that shot. one time we think Kobe passed. We always say, "Okay, it was the time that he passed the ball to Shaq that time for the dunk." Right. And but after they that, erased the big uh, comeback, uh, you know, the big uh, deficit. Other than that, you don't even see, yeah. you don't even think of Kobe being the passer. Whereas several times, Michael mm-hmm. Jordan made that pass. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he made that pass to, to Steve Kerr. For him, him to get an open jump shot, Paxton, uh, Paxton to get yeah. a jump shot. That that's what those, those are good basketball plays. So it, you're 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 damn if you do, mm-hmm. damn if you don't, exactly. if you take them. So I, I mean, right. it's almost like a, a no win situation for him. He passes, you shouldn't have passed. Uh-huh. You're the man. Right. He he doesn't pass. Somebody's wide open. You should have passed the ball. Exactly. So so he couldn't he couldn't win on that. So you know him taking the shot. Didn't bother me, but as a former basketball player, as a former champion, Max, tell me, um, tell me, I'm, I'm not wrong here. Uh, if the game is tied, don't you have a little more 
urgency to take that shot thinking, ah, we got overtime. You know, I can you, take you, this shot. I can you, afford to miss this shot because we can you, battle this you, out. You're free low. You're, you're free rolling at exactly, that time. Exactly. Because you're not. And that's what happened when Marcus took that charge. Marcus took the charge. You get a free throw. Instead of being down by one. You're tied up. You're Cha- tied up. Changes everything. So it changes the whole perspective right. of what you're doing out there. I always think of Paul Pierce, Doc Rivers, you know, that era of basketball where it was if the game was tied, it didn't matter if Ray Allen's out there, if KG was out there. Paul Pierce, most more than more times than not, got that ball. And it was up to him. And sometimes he'd find KG at the top of the key like he did in New York find KG. At, at MSG. Maybe he'll KG. find Ray in the corner. Ray. Right. I mean, but, but he makes that decision. But but those are decisions to be made. The thing that I wanted that to happen was I wanted Jalen Brown to be more involved in the game. I mean, here he, I think he had 14 shots. I think he ended up with like 24 points or something. Mm-hmm. He took and, a lot of those shots and, in the first half. And then it was like tip-ins and right. he got a couple of rebounds. But I'd love to see him a lot more involved in the offense in that uh, fourth quarter. Yeah. It just seemed like he wasn't involved at all. Yeah, well, I think Kemba and Tatum, they got, they got a little selfish, I think. you know, uh, There's a lot to be said there. I don't think it was just about those last shots at the end of regulation or at the end of OT. Uh, they shouldn't have been in that situation to begin with. But obviously, that starts in the defensive end, though, right? I mean, they have to buckle things down. I get it. They got shooters. They can put out a whole lineup of, of three-point shooters, and all those guys will knock one down. It seemed like that's what happened in the fourth quarter. But you got to get back. Where's that transition defense that we saw against the Toronto Raptors? I didn't see that in game one. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the same. I mean, they're running, they want to run on your mistakes, and you got to get back. And we saw several times when Tatum wasn't in the play, got knocked down, throwing his hands up in the air, and numbers going back the other way. Right. That Those players are killers. Those Tyler, plays are killers. Tyler Rowe's going to make you pay. Jay Crowder's going to make you pay. Drogage. Hero, yep. Duncan Robinson just getting started. He's, Duncan, he's just warming up. And just think about it. Duncan Robinson Watch didn't out hurt game you. Two. Hero didn't hurt you. Neither one of those guys really hurt you. Uh, Hero had a big one. In the he, he had the big one. He yeah. had one big one as they were down to knock down the tray. And I think the Celtics got lost on that play. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, for the most part, those guys didn't hurt you. It was more like Jay Crowder yeah. was the guy. And then... Wide after, open. Then, How many wide open looks yeah, did you Yeah, then Damn. Jay Crowder was wide open. And then on top of that, you, it was then it was Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Jimmy Butler just kind of took over. and I mean, that, that shows you again about the strength as he kind of just went through Tatum for that. I mean... He knocked him away, mm-hmm. and then he gets to the hoop, and he folds up, and then Tatum still fouls him, and he still gets the three-point shot. He gets three, two three-point plays in that late in that game, yeah, yeah. which were different makers. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Mm-hmm. And then you can't forget the uh, the stop that he made when he slapped the ball loose, and it was a layup on the other end. I forget who had it. I think it was Dragic on the other end. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, those kind of plays, man, that's the kind of team that they have, you know, in Miami. You can you can be – they can be facing a 12-point deficit, and they'll race it in two minutes. They are. They'll race it real quick. It's they nothing. are – this is a Pat Riley team. As as much as they, you know, he was going off. Last yeah, night. as you see him, he was <laughs> pumped last night, and it was like, wow, this and then this is the kind of team that Pat Riley is always put on the floor when he's had Alonzo Mourning, when he's had uh, Patrick Ewing, mm-hmm. when he's had those guys out there who were demons who wanted to, you know, give their body and give it all. Give it all. Yeah. That's the same thing he has right now. This There's not a – you think about their team. 
you would not take not one of their players in the top 15 players in this league. You wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But collectively as a unit, they are they're they're kicking ass and taking names. Right. You know what else too? If if you brought someone in who didn't really watch basketball that much and you asked them, who do you think is the best player on this team? I think they'd all have different answers. You know? True. And like that's the kind of team it is. Yeah, probably like, we, we, we can easily say it's Jimmy Butler, but did he look like the best player in it? Right. Yeah, at the end of the game Dragic he did. Was, when it mattered most, but Dragic was probably, Dragic, right? yeah, was he. You know, he from was, the first quarter on. Yeah, he was the guy that when the Celtics were ahead by 12 or 13, Dragic was the one that got them back in the game. And you think about the big block that he had against Kimba. Kimba trying to take a three yeah, now. The only thing about it, they challenge. Miami challenge. And it went to a jump ball. Mm-hmm. Something's got it back. Marcus mm-hmm. still knocked down the, the three. So you still got those yeah. points back, but yeah. it was still, it seemed like it was going to be a bigger play than not. Well, the I way, think the it, way I Dragic think reacted, I think that's what triggered the challenge. Well, yeah, I think right. even with that, even the way he reacted was the fact that he would have picked up another foul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and, I think that had, and, yeah, and that would have, that would have yeah. given him, I think, five fouls. And now he's limited mm-hmm. in trying to guard out there on the floor. This episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by Masterclass. Masterclass lets you learn from the best with exclusive access to online classes taught by masters of their craft. You can learn the art of negotiating with Chris Ross or take humor and personal essays with David Sedaris. Two courses that certainly helped me in my career as a journalist. And right now, Masterclass can help you. They offer a wide variety of topics, including over 75 classes like game design and investigative journalism, to name a few. It's also easy. Access to your lessons from your phone. Take advantage of the downloadable guides and books provided by Masterclass. And right now, for users who aren't satisfied with Masterclass, they're offering a 30-day money-back guarantee on the annual all-access pass. I highly recommend you check this out. Get unlimited access to every Masterclass. And as a listener of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast, you get 15% off your annual all access pass. Go to masterclass.com slash CLNS. That's masterclass.com slash CLNS for 15% off of Masterclass. Speaking of fouls, Daniel Tice fouled out. It seems like, in my opinion, if he's going over 30 minutes, this that's probably going to, he's going to be fouled out, right? Oh. Brad Stevens goes small in that situation. How'd you feel about that? I didn't mind him going small. I think he had to. Because Miami's not going to necessarily hurt you going to the, the basket. You know, I, I think you just try to keep him on the outside there. Other than Bam, Bam is a big time rebounder, so you got to put a body on him. But uh, you know, not, I, I didn't mind him going small at all because because you had to have you have to guard multiple positions in this particular series. series yeah. And I'm not sure if Cantor can guard those. Guys out on the box, right. out, out out away from the box. Because right. I'm not sure if his foot speed is, whereas you know he's going to get some offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. But what will he give up defensively? Right, if he gets end? caught on the switch. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. But I, I would like to see some cancer in game two. Yeah. I think he's uh, he's worth it in this series. And I, and I guess what I meant by that, I guess the, the, the message behind that question for you was uh, – if Dayon Tice is in that situation, do we does, does this game end differently? Maybe Bam is not there. Maybe he's a step late. You know. You know what? I don't. I don't know. It's hard to say, right? It's hard to say because what what you know Daniel Tice will do is he will he will hold that guy and not let him get over mm-hmm. over there. Whereas Tatum probably would have had more of a free reign. How many times you've seen these guys 
just follow that convoy as Tice sets a pick and rolls in. They roll right behind him. Hold it, yeah. So that was what what Tice not being in the game that hurt. But again, that was that was Tice. Tice's own fault for you know having. And and you hate to see a guy on one of a play like that foul out by just having his hands on Dragic. Dragic was smart. He went right into those hands, fell on the ground. And you lose Daniel Tice, and Daniel Tice has been invaluable for mm-hmm. what the Celtics are doing on both ends of the floor. And Dragic's been doing that for a long time. Yeah. Dragic is the kind of player, too, that he'll get you if, you. if you're under the hoop and he's trying to go under, before you think he's going to go up, he'll pop up. Soon as you, if you put your hand, soon as you put your hand on his body, he's going to pop up and draw a foul. Yeah. He's been doing that for a long time. Yeah. He understands the game. He yeah. understands the game. This episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by Awaken 180. Head over to Awaken180.com. Max, tell them why they should... Man, that is a place to be if you want to lose weight during this pandemic. A couple of things happen. Immediately in the first week, you're going to lose 10 to 12 pounds. You're going to do that. But then on top of that, you don't have to go in. It's virtual now. And uh, they got one of the best people in their page. And one of the owners of the place, she is remarkable. So you, you get... You get a double bonus. You mm-hmm. lose weight and you get friendly people and you get a chance to do it virtually from home. That's right. All six locations have now reopened for your virtual program. Head online to awaken180weightloss.com. That's awaken180weightloss.com. So what happens next? What do you think the Southerners need to do to, to prevent going down two games of two games of zero here? Um, I just think I would like to go to get Brown a lot more involved. And I want to know if I'm going to get anything at all from Gordon Haywood. I mean, I'm not, I I can't wait for game three. I can't wait for game four. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't wait to get behind all these games, then then throw them in the mix. I got to see if I can give him five minutes, 10 minutes in the game to see how he still, see how his ankle, uh, you know, feels. If it doesn't feel good, you take him back out. But, you know, his, his presence on the court alone is going to open it up. For a guy like Kimba to get towards the basket because he has to be guarded. Right. That's true. Uh, the Celtics announced that um, he's upgraded to doubtful for game two. So a uh, little sign of hope there. He's obviously been ruled out every single game since uh, since his injury in the very first game of the postseason. So uh, there's there's still no, no other updates, but we'll see what happens before tip-off, of course. Um, what about Kimba Walker? Are you concerned about him? Do, do you feel like he needs to be... Uh, somewhat what we saw throughout the regular season because the playoff Kemba compared to regular season Kemba, that's not the same person, right? Well, I think that you saw Kemba in the first three or four games, you know, against Toronto. He was playing really well. And then that zone popped up and it changed his whole tenor. He he seemed confused on how to attack that zone. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he got it back a little bit last night in the fourth quarter on what he was doing, stopping in front of people, stepping back, doing those things. So I'm I'm not overly concerned. You know, Ray Allen went through a slump, you know, when he was, uh, you know, when the Celtics won in, in, in 08. Mm-hmm. He went through a slump of, uh, you know, not being able to shoot the ball. And here's a guy who's one of the best shooters ever. So and that was in the I playoffs, right? Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't worry about it. I, I just think that, you know, as he said, look, I played like crap, and I'm going to play better. Mm -hmm. That's all I want from it. Sports keep coming back. So does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball has already started. Uh, There's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. We got NBA that started now. Uh, NFL is not that far away. 
Uh, and as the sports uh, seasons start to return, Ben Online has sat down with Eddie George from the NFL, Robert Ory, the seven-time NBA champ, and Harold Reynolds uh, from Major League Baseball to get their opinions on what it will be like uh, playing without fans and what they have called the, the fandemic. Visit betonline.ag to, today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. There's a bunch of them. Uh, so bet online. Uh, make sure you go to it. Your online wagering experts. Man, after game one, I did not know that game seven between the Clippers and the Nuggets was going to play out like that. But let me tell you this, Max. Fourth quarter, I believe they were down by like 12 or 13 at this point. And I know it's easy to say that now. And I know people are going to say, you know, oh, yeah, we all knew that. But I just just looking at their body language, I'm like, they don't have it in them to make this comeback. Yeah. This team is done. Yeah, they, they really didn't. And, you know, and, and it's the funny thing about it, Kawhi didn't really play well. But it's really going to be on Paul George because Kawhi is a proven guy in the mm-hmm. playoffs because mm-hmm. he's won it. You know, two finals MVPs with two different things. Two different, two different teams. teams right. I thought it might be this year. I thought he might mm-hmm. have a chance to make history even more so right. with three different teams. I thought he, he would, you know, would step up to that level. But uh, he didn't. But everybody right now is pointing fingers and saying, you know, Paul George, you know, you're supposed to be, you know, uh, playoff P. Mm-hmm. You know, weren't playoff P. You <laughs> playoff, you know, playoff D, playoff <laughs> ain't around I mean he just didn't there was just so many guys so many people but and it's like you know it's like and as much as I love Doc it's like it didn't seem like they had a plan at all defensively after a while in guarding you know um, anybody on the post or you know or Harris, or or anybody. It's like he told them just play Murray. through it. Just keep and, playing through yeah, it. And, 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 yeah, and and they just they they just didn't they didn't have a clue. They didn't have a clue offensively. They didn't have a clue defensively. And you think how good that team could be? And you you got defenders. Mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly is a defender. Mm-hmm. He's uh, a dog. You you He's a think you, Patrick Beverly's defender? Uh, Kawhi is a defender. Paul George is the defender. They got other defenders out there. Yeah. Lou Williams didn't play, didn't do what Lou Williams on me does. I think that's what's most frustrating for Clippers fans. It's like you get two of the, the probably the, the best two-way wings you can get mm-hmm. on the same team. And mm-hmm. they finally, this is their first year together. And I think what's also driving fans crazy is all season long, Doc and these guys have been saying, oh, wait for the playoffs, wait for the playoffs. Yeah, you know, load management. Yeah, the starting lineup hasn't played a whole lot of games together, but we'll be fine. We'll figure it out. The shutdown happens. What four or five players aren't even there? You know, what I, you know what I mean. Like I just think they, there's this culture with the Clippers where it's too free. And then you had a there's no there's the Clip, no rules. The Clippers man. have been in the league forever and have never made the finals. That's this crazy. Was, this was conference finals, not the, the NBA the, finals. Yeah, conference finals. This was their year to make the conference finals. Max, it's been seven years since yeah. Doc has been with the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. This isn't the first time we've seen one of his teams blow a three-one lead. Yeah, if you're the Clippers, I mean, you're having that conversation, right? Yeah. Do you stick with Doc or do you look elsewhere? Ooh, yeah, I went there, man. That's that's I interesting. Uh, it's a strong case. It's a strong case. I think I, I think right now, with his resume 
and things going on in the world, there is no way you can fire Doc Rivers. There's no way. After after his statement on Black Lives Matter, there is no way that you can fire Doc Rivers. Okay. I, I just don't believe we can. All right. You going with that reason? <laughs> I'll go with another reason. I think because everyone's on a contract, because of the circumstances, because of this adversity, you know, I call it the two and one we got going on as well. The two seasons in one year feels mm-hmm. like, right? Mm-hmm. They could pick this thing up and just say, you know what? Let's go through our mistakes and figure this thing out. But ooh, if you're ooh. Clippers management, you ooh, have to yeah. say, do you guys believe in Doc? I'm having a serious conversation with these guys. Is Doc, where are you with Doc? Like, do you feel like there's, that's a disconnect? Doc got, Doc got him to come there. He got I'm them not to saying come he there. did it, Max. He got them but to come there. But what happened? Would you, okay, who would you, what happened? who would you replace him with? That's, see, that's, a, that's an interesting question because... T. Lou, that's the first person that comes to mind. But you have to—he has to figure out what he wants to do because he's not the Clippers wouldn't be the only job on the table. But that's the most attractive offer. If I'm Ty Lou, I think I think I take it. You know, I thought he was going to the Nets, but obviously Steve Nash is the new head coach there, so we'll see how that pans out. But <laughs> Max is shaking his head with a big smile right oh, now because he doesn't. I just can't. You, you want to say something I, about that? Yeah, because I even <laughs> with Steve, he, Steve Nash taking the giving Steve Nash a job. Some people went on with, well, you know, he's not he was not a coach. Uh, you know, you should have hired a black coach. He they should have, but I, I just don't like it for your first head coaching job to take a job like that, which is is the nut cutter of nut cutters. <laughs> Only thing that isn't isn't worse than that is if you with the Knicks, but you're in yeah, New York. You got tough. a primo team. You're in Brooklyn. You got two guys. You got the top divas in the league, right? Man. That's it. You got two guys. I was saying talking about somebody today. I said if John Phillips, who was a grease monkey at the grease pit. Tweeted out something by Kevin Garnett and Kevin um, Durant. Durant. Kevin Durant is going to tweet back. <laughs> you don't even know this guy. <laughs> if you, he is so sensitive if, about social things people talking about. If him. you're witty enough, you'll get a response from Kevin yeah, Durant. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're, that, that's that's what is crazy about it. You don't have to be like it, you know. Uh, NBA aficionado. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be. You don't have to be yeah. Cedric Maxwell. You don't have to be somebody else. You just can come be, at him sideways. Yeah, you can just be somebody from grade school coming up with something witty about Kevin Durant. And he's going to respond. So he's just too. And now he's in New York yeah. of all places. Good luck, man. Good You're luck. in New York where they, you know, he's going to be father all the time for the gossip and the. the, the Social page. I'm excited. And Kyrie's Max, we got be a new there. TV show. This is a new reality show for us, man. That's going to be. Uh, and it starts just before Christmas, man. It's a gift uh, from no, the NBA. I don't even think it's going to start before Christmas. I really don't believe the league is going to start no. that soon. Mm-mm. 